Thursday party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. Big show in front of us here in the Mothership, which is Studio 22. The Puppet Master Perfectionist, Mark, and of course, Chris Cruz, Super Mario, driving us into the nether regions of insanity right here on Blaze TV. Uh, listen, one of the things I want to tell you about right now, if you're watching this episode on Blaze, thank you. Thank you for being a loyal subscriber and viewer and listener to all things Blaze TV, but do me a favor. Uh, uh, when we're done with this, I want you to hop over to my YouTube channel because I'm going to interview a guest later on, and we're going to do uh, we're going to spend a little time together, and then we're going to tack on some extra content uh, with this person, and you only be able to view it on the YouTube video, so it'll, we'll tack it on to the end of the show on YouTube, so you get bonus stuff right here on the Chad Prather Show, and I don't want you to miss out because it is some heavy, heavy, strong information you're not going to want to miss out on. Uh, who all we got on the show? We got Tom Bogart who's coming on. He is Southwest Pilot. He is the uh, founder of Southwest Freedom Flyers. We all know what's going on with Southwest Airlines right now and uh, across the airline industry as the uh, forced blah, 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 blah. I almost said it. Mandates are being uh, tossed out there. We're going to talk with him a little bit. And then uh, another special guest that you don't want to miss. Um, yeah, man. Uh, where am I going to be tonight? I'm in. Uh, I'm going to be. Uh, I'm in Lubbock, Texas, at the uh, campaign event uh, there um, in uh, Lone Star Shooting Sports. And then, of course, I'm going to be Buddy Holly Theater tomorrow night there in Lubbock. Watchchad.com has the, all the details. We're we're going to be going to. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of campaign events that are coming up. You can get the event information at Prather. 2022.com something i learned like we had that little uh, forum the, they called it a debate it really wasn't a debate because we kind of agree with each other on a lot of things uh and uh, between me don huffines and alan west last week and they kept touting the thing as being sold out they kept saying oh it's a sold out event well only like two-thirds of the big room were full and and, and i was like okay i'm thinking one of these campaigns just invited all their people and they just said it was sold out, so you wouldn't. So from now on, like, if we're having a campaign event, if you hear it's sold out, screw that. Come anyway. All right? I promise you, we'll find room for you. Uh, but the event's Prather2022.com. And also, uh, go to watchchad.com. It's where all the fun stuff is. Man, like, our business, I know they don't really like me talking a lot about that, but I just kind of throw it in there anyway about our business. We, we have so much cool stuff. Like, we've got the new – I'm not going to talk about it. You just have to go to watchchad.com. Um They'll, they'll call me, man. They'll call me. They'll be like, hey, Chad, we hear the dog shit in the... Uh... <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. People got to quit ratting me out, man. This is my dog. You know, the dog's perfectly good. She hangs out in the dressing room. And then uh, I'm like, I don't... My dressing room doesn't even have carpet. It's still got the dug up carpet padding and stuff like that. I'm like, she's not tearing up the dressing room. Uh, and they're like, yeah, but she, she pooped in the uh, office the other day. I was like, well, you know, she's a five-month-old dog. I cleaned it up. Nobody else is cleaning it up. Oh, man, it's Thursday. It's off the rails. I'm in a mood. It's just crazy. Um, but I'm looking forward to the weekend. It's going to be a good one. I'm going to be at um, Better Discourse. Is that the name of the event? Uh, BetterDiscourseEvent.com. Uh, BetterDiscourseEvent.com. I'm going to be there. This is going to be Saturday in Fort Worth. Me, Sarah Gonzalez, Elijah Schaefer, Sidney Watson. A bunch of us are going to be there uh, hanging out. Um, sharing information, debating. We're going to have panels. Our old friend Lauren Chen's going to be there. A whole bunch of folks. Um, 
Anyway, come hang out with us if you get a chance. A better discourse event.com. I'm just ready to get into this show. So let me do this. Uh, let's let's go. We'll take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to have a little chat and then uh, we got a lot to get into. AR 500 armor. Pop them up there. Uh, a lot of people don't know about body armor. I have body armor. It's, it kind of freaks people out when I go to some of these campaign events and I pull out my body armor and they're like, what the, f-? you know? And I'm like, yeah, there's no denying that it has never been more important to protect uh, your rights. Like a lot of, they're coming after a lot of things. Things aren't going to get better anytime soon. They talk about coming after your gun, fighting against your Second Amendment, all that. Uh, you're going to see things coming up that you never imagined you'd see in America, and it's going to happen in your town. Be prepared, folks. Uh, these days, more than it means more than just keeping food on the table, gas in the car, and a 72-hour grab-and-go bag. It's time to consider some body armor, quite honestly. Keeps you, keeps your family safe, keeps them secure during these troublesome times. Uh, you might not know it, but body armor is legal in all 50 states, and it has never been as affordable and easy to purchase as it is now. I mean, you can't even believe that you're even talking about this, but we do uh, need it. And our friends at AR500 Armor have made buying body armor very easy. It's very approachable and very affordable. Uh, if you're not sure about what type of armor you're needing or just you need some pointers based on your needs, they have you covered. They're going to help you out. AR500 Armor. They believe body armor should be accessible to anyone who wants to offer their family the protection they need. Everybody in my family has body armor. Uh, so don't wait until it's too late to ensure your family is protected. Go to ar500armor.com slash chad. When you visit ar500armor.com slash chad, you'll find special ready-to-go bundles they have built for the audience with discounts up to 50% off. Uh, if you're new to Body Armor, they're going to help you. Uh, you got a dedicated page, ready-to-go loadouts based on whatever scenario you need. Uh, listen, they're running a nine-year anniversary right now. You can get sales up to 50% off. ar 500 uh, armor.com slash chad use offer code chad i spell it chad they give you an extra 20 percent off everything else in their store make sure you're safe folks we'll be right back So I was uh, minding my own business the other day. I'm always just minding my own business. I don't have anything to, like I don't ever get into anybody's stuff. I don't I'm not opinionated, you know, I don't have anything to say. I'm never stirring the pot. I just want to be left alone. I really do. Uh, and my friend Sydney Sheridan, she sent me a text message the other day. She said, "You need to have my boss on the show." And I said, well, who's your boss?" And she said, "Troy Eckert. He's the CEO of Eckert Enterprises, and he knows a lot about oil and gas and he doesn't like joe biden i said book it let's do this <laughs> thing right here so troy welcome to the show thank you so much i'm glad you're here um let me let me get into what frustrates me and then and then i want to get your take on it because you've been in the oil and gas industry a long time since 1985 okay so so a long time, long time. i i'm sick of making ideologies into policies and practices, right? Okay. So the state of Texas, we're what? We're, we utilize like 26% of our energy production is like wind and solar and, and green energy and things like that. Stuff that we discovered last February when ERCOT bombed the mismanagement of the grid that, you know, people kept telling me, they said, oh, you guys, y'all, you Texans can't handle a little cold outside. It's not that it was cold outside, it was cold inside. Correct. Like you could see your breath and people were dying in their homes. Uh, because the, and a lot of people didn't even know what ERCOT was. They didn't know how ERCOT was managed. We kind of got a crash course, no pun intended. Uh, so it frustrates me that, that we're doing stuff like that, and we've got this beautiful, beautiful fuel under our feet 
here in the great state of Texas. I just got back from the Permian Basin um, out there for the oil show. What's the solution? I mean, like, and, and the other thing, and I'm just going to hush for a second after I say this, but like Joe Biden's administration is telling us to stop or slow down production of oil and gas, but they're cranking it up with OPEC. That stuff, I mean, I, I don't, I'm just confused. Like we're continuing to do more overseas and we're not focusing on what we've got here. It's a simple answer. Am I in the right ballpark of being pissed off about this? Um, you're right in being pissed off because there's really an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. So what the liberals have been doing for the last 20 years is trying to get the economy shifted to what they call clean energy. Mm-hmm. But clean energy is uneconomical. So in order to get wind and solar in balance with what the cost of hydrocarbons are, oil has to be $125 a barrel. So if you get an office and you make oil cost more, if you make it less available by supply, you automatically drive prices of oil and gas up. Now solar and now wind are equal. So without subsidies, solar and uh, wind are not economical. Yeah. So this is a deliberate attempt to drive oil and gas prices up so high that now consumers are forced to make a balanced decision with switching over to solar or green energy. Mm. Otherwise, their entire facade falls apart. There's no way you can, on one hand, restrict and cut supply like they're doing, and every action on one hand says stop producing oil and gas, and you go beg our, essentially, our enemy, our competitors, Saudi Arabia, OPEC, and Russia, to come out and say, hey, can you produce more? Why would you do that? Because most of the solar and alternative energy sources like wind support Democrats, Mm. fossil fuels support Republicans. This is all about money, it's all about power, and it's all about shifting the consumer by forcing it down the consumer's throat. That's my opinion. Sounds about right to me. I mean, I keep telling everybody I'm a white heterosexual Christian male that drives a diesel truck, burns up the ozone. I even got a dog in the back seat, and I'm normally wearing a cowboy hat. So I do it to the left. I'm public enemy number one. You insult I'm, everybody. I'm the problem, right? <laughs> I'm going piss everybody off. So I was talking to a friend of mine out in West Texas the other day, and we were talking about the price of, of oil per barrel. And I said, what's it going to go to? He said, I think it's going to go to $200 a, a barrel. Right. I mean, that's insane. No, it's real. It's going to happen. I jumped on, like, I jumped on the internet the other day and I downloaded the Telegram app. I'm just, I just like looking for social media I can get kicked off of. Right. So I, I got on Telegram and I was watching a video. Somebody sent it to me the other day and they had like a, it looked like a, basically like a bobcat. Like it was a front end loader type deal. And they were out there in the oil field area and it was, they had this thing at a charging station and they said the battery will run for two hours on this thing because it's electric, but it was being charged off of a fuel-driven generator that's going to burn for eight hours yeah. on a tank of fuel. Correct. The hypocrisy of that is stupid. The entire, the entire thing's upside down. It's illogical. It's uneconomical. It's a fraud being played on the American consumer. You can't have anybody protesting about being a tree hugger, or an environmentalist, or supporting the Green Deal. If they do, they'd have to show up at the protest or the, the television event butt naked on a dirt road using sign language because everything else is made from petroleum. Yeah. There's not a pen, a marker, a sign, closed shoes, road, asphalt, not made from petroleum. So yeah. the problem is they're all liars from the word go. And this whole electrical vehicle, this EV move, this Green Deal, it's all a, fa- a facade. It's a fraud. So, and over the weekend and earlier this week, they had the climate summit or whatever they were calling it in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even care enough about it to even know what they call the stupid thing. Right. The thing that Joe Biden's sitting there and Biden said, this is the greatest threat to the planet right now. And he's falling asleep right. during the deal. So I'm, I'm calling him uh, crapping and napping because he pooped his pants at the Vatican and then he's falling asleep at the climate summit. But they said they flew like 400 jets in there yeah. to get all those people. Right. 
they put your kid on a Zoom call right. to go to school, but they got to get on a jet, most of them private jets, to fly in there and do it. So the hypocrisy is real. And these turbines, these windmills that are out there, they're petroleum-based products, and they consume 35% of the energy that they are producing, if I understand it right. I mean, it's, it's a waste. I keep joking with people. I say, the only use for those windmills is we need to take them down to the southern border and put them on top of a big wall and let them spin and let that be the last obstacle that these people have to crawl through in order to get into America. A new gauntlet. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing is when you break it down just to basic needs, there's a really good video out there I found about six months ago, and it's about the importance of petroleum fuel. And it shows a guy in his house. It says, and if uh, petroleum products and fossil fuels didn't exist, and it shows his house dissolving in front of him, his eyeglasses disappears, paper disappears, the floor disappears. Before you know it, he's walking outside virtually butt naked because the entire house disappears. And it's like, you tell me how we can even begin to think about not using fossil fuels. Yeah. And the reality of it is, is that, you know, from the, the governor's office all the way down, you've got a problem in that you don't have any gonads in the oil and gas industry. I gave a speech at the Intercom conference in Denver about two months ago, and I basically called out the CEOs of oil companies, and I just said, it's y'all's fault. You do a horrible job marketing your industry. You let them portray us as the devil. You do nothing to offset that because you're busy lining your own pockets with supercharged option programs. And as long as you get your money in six or eight years and run out the door, you leave shareholders hanging, you leave disastrous economics. And what does that tell the, the, the consumer out there? You're greedy pigs and all you want to do is make money. You don't support your industry and you don't do any facts. Yeah. And the reason I do that is because I don't need any of them. With what I do, I don't need any of the oil companies. I don't have to kiss their rear. I don't use private equity. So I'm super blunt like you and just tell it like it is. And you know, the truth hurts. See, we gotta quit. We gotta quit apologizing for these things. Like we, we've we've created an industry that we feel immediately the need and necessity to apologize for it. Yeah, we don't. We don't need to apologize for. Morticians it. don't apologize. Yeah, I, I think I think your job is directly related to the consumer. Yeah, I would apologize if we went up to a gas station and there wasn't forty people in line to get the gas and the oil. If we weren't having a record sale of cars, car dealerships are empty right now. Why? True. Because everybody wants to buy bigger, better cars. Yeah. So if we really had a green deal, guess what? We'd have more people on the on the uh, Dart bus system here in Dallas. Dart bus and Dart trains are empty. Why? Because we haven't put financial incentives to let people start using something other than a private car. Mm-hmm. If you really wanted people to stop using fuel, what you'd say is for everybody who owns a car over 2,500 pounds, it's $8,000 a year to register that car. But if you're under 2,500 pounds, it's free. We'll actually pay you to have a lighter car. There's no basis for economic incentives to change the consumer habit. So if you don't change the habit, you're condoning it. You know, when they started importing cocaine in the United States, they came down and started giving cocaine away for free to get everybody addicted. Well, that's exactly what they're doing now. Every kid in America at the age of three has their own iPhone, their own video game. It's all made out of petroleum. Yeah. Go give them a kickball, put them outside and let them play ball. So this is not a reality. The reality is for the state of Texas, where we're at, we could literally probably in the next five to seven years produce enough oil and gas inside the United States. We would not import one single barrel from Saudi Arabia or OPEC. That's a fact. They don't want that to happen. So we've gone from a seven-year cycle to a four-year cycle, and we are now controlled by Saudi, uh, OPEC, and Russia because they get to see our financials and our public reports and our financials, and they know we're out of bank covenants within 30 to 60 days. We don't have the right collateral, right note. They know yeah. they cut us off from production that we can't survive, and they use that from a seven-year cycle. Now it's down to a four-year cycle. There should be leadership in the state and leadership in the industry to solve that problem. And the problem is we need to control our storage and control our pipelines. We don't. Yeah. And that's one of the things like, I even have a chapter in this book that I just wrote, Am I Crazy, where uh, I talk about Saudi Arabia and how they're, they're not 
nice people. Like no, they're, no. they're not good people. No. But we want to call them allies, right? Which is dumb. Uh, and I and I go into why we do that. But this it's this woke ideology that says, okay, well, we'll put the blame on the Middle East, right? We'll just keep using their oil. We don't want to have our pipelines running. Um, you know, Texas, I mean, Texas, my God, we're known. We have a legacy for oil and gas, right? 46% of the nation's oil is coming from Texas. 35% of our marketable natural gas, I think, in 2020 was from Texas. And we're going to apologize for it. We're going to shut it down. we got illegals living in the man camps uh, that normally have oil and gas workers in Correct. out there working. So this woke ideology, where does that, I mean, where does that play in? I mean, what's the end game of this deal? Well, I think at the end of the day, they're trying to change uh, consumer habits. Yeah. So if you make it so expensive to turn on the gas heater in your home and your gasoline on your car, what you're going to do is have people give up their cars and get onto mass transit. Just like the whole COVID thing, I think is a scam. This is all, I think this is 100% been a scam. I'm with you. I think that at the end of the day, by keeping us from talking, keeping masks on us, keeping us apart, then we don't have information in free flow. We can't even find a common media source to get news that's reliable or truthful. Yeah. So I think the same thing's happening with oil and gas. They're, they're going to make the oil and gas industry look like the culprit for this inflation. We're going to be the end result as an industry for seeing moms and single moms and, and low-income families say, I can't put fuel in my car, mm. I can't put electricity. With the idea, you're going to change consumer habit toward what the leftist liberals want, which is mass transit, apartment dwelling, give up your home. They want us... They want this country to be socialistic, communistic. That's what yeah. they want. And this administration, <laughs> I mean, this administration is, I keep saying they're trying to control the crash of the plane. They want to have just enough value to America to hand it over to the globalists so it's still worth something. Yeah. But they want ultimately, whether it's UN run or whatever, I mean, obviously they don't want us wealthy. They don't want us exceptional. I like money. I'm a capitalist. I'm a free market guy. I love it. I want to make all of it. And I mean, oil and gas, I mean, why, why aren't we willing to make our own money? Well, my dad always had a saying, the uh, monkey at the top of the pole has his ass exposed the most. And the truth <laughs> of the matter is, is that the United States is what every other country fears because we believe in life and liberty and freedom and decisions and entrepreneurship. All the other countries have to have us fail. Otherwise, their systems are under attack. Yeah. So the oil and gas industry is the actual economic driver. You know, under Trump's administration, the economy took off. You're going to see energy over the next three years during this administration. I'm not going to call him president. Under this administration, you're going yeah. to see the economy fail dramatically. Real estate prices, stock market are going to fail because why? In order for this administration to prove a point, they got to show that oil and gas is the culprit that drives up inflation, is the reality of inflation, which decimates other economies within this economy in the United States. So at the end of the day, they got to drive oil and gas up to help destroy the economy, and we become the culprit. Like, see, we told you that oil and gas was bad people. I've been saying this stuff. It's Nobody real. wants to believe me. It's real. Don't go anywhere. I, we were, I want, can you stay longer? Yes. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, how do you know when you're ready to do something about your receding hairline and ball spark? Well, it's when you look in the mirror, dadgummit. Uh, trust me, I know every day. It's time. Uh, I was the other day, I posted a picture with me with a hat off, and somebody's like, I think he's using that Keeps stuff he's always talking about. Uh, Keeps, Keeps.com. They got more five-star reviews than any of their competitors. Hundreds of thousands of guys trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention. They offer doctor-recommended recommend, recommended FDA uh, approved hair treatment and because they're the generic versions you only pay about half the cost best of all you do everything online answer a few easy questions snap a couple of pictures of your hair send it in and a licensed doctor is going to review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you then it is shipped to your door and uh, should you have any questions along the way you can message your keeps doctor 24 7 
track your progress with Keeps Progress Tracking Tool. So I'm going to get you started with a special discount. Go to keeps.com, keeps.com slash loss. 50% off your first order of hair loss treatments. That's keeps.com slash loss, keeps.com slash loss. We'll be right back with Troy. All right. Uh, I am uh, happy to have on the phone here in Studio 22 our friend Tom Bogart. Tom is the head of Southwest Freedom Flyers. You've you've been hearing uh, fighters. You've been uh, hearing a lot about stuff going on with Southwest Airlines and various other um, folks around different industries, particularly the airlines. And uh, you know, Tom, he's a pilot with Southwest, and he founded Southwest Freedom Flyers. They are a health and freedom advocacy uh, collaboration, and they're doing a great, great work. Tom, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on with us. Chad, thank you so much for having me. You know, what you guys are doing is, is you're kind of you're resonating uh, with a lot of America, you know, beyond just the airline industry. Uh, a lot of folks are feeling forced. They're feeling mandated. They obviously feel like their rights are being violated. Um why why do you think why do you believe that standing up for religious and medical freedom in this instance is important? Well, first I got to say I'm an employee of Southwest, but I speak on behalf of myself and not behalf behalf of the airline itself, so sure. I just got to get that out of the way, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father of three young children, a single dad, and I believe I'm I'm doing this for their future and for my grandkids and the my great grandkids' future too, and I think that um, I'm a proud American who believes in our rights, and our rights are being eroded away, and we must stand up for the Constitution. Yeah, and, and we're sitting, we're in a situation. Of course, I know that I've been shouting this from the rooftops about how our constitutional violations are just being not only trampled on, but just completely disregarded. You know, as if they don't even exist. We're seeing that happen with these uh, these mandates that are coming down, where these employers are requiring the employees. Um, it's just becoming a nightmare. I have a friend who, who was, you know, flying yesterday, called up and said, you know, I don't even know if I can get on this plane. I don't know if it's going to exist. I'm not, I don't know if it's going to be there. Um, you know, obviously it's an issue that's important personally to you. What are you hearing from others, uh, as you're going through all of this? I think that most people feel the same way. You know, they, they're, uh, they're having a hard time. They're, they're, as a pilot myself, my entire life has been devoted to be able to sit in this cockpit and fly a plane. I mm-hmm. mean, every everything I've done has been aimed at, at doing the very thing I'm doing. And the same thing for several thousand other people across the nation. Um, and I love my company. Southwest Airlines is an amazing company to work for. I love my coworkers. I love the customers. And it's a great job to have. I don't... Um, People don't want to be forced into a position where they have to choose between their livelihood and um, a vaccine that um, has questionable efficacy. Yeah. And and by and large, that's what people are facing. You know, I keep reminding people everywhere I go, people say, what do we do? What do we do? And I'm like, this is a direct result of allowing government to get so big. Uh, and just it's, I keep calling it the blob, everything it touches, it consumes and it just grows bigger and bigger. And then we don't we feel helpless. You know, when these mandates are coming out, uh, people are losing their jobs. People are, are walking away from their jobs. They're being fired. They're, you know, let go, released. And I've always looked at Southwest as as a very employee centric and driven company. 
uh, you know, just from the outside, that's always been the perception that I've gotten. Uh, I've admired, you know, their business model. Uh, how are they responding to what you and those in league with you uh, that are also employees of Southwest, how is the company responding to you? I think that the company is just doing uh, what they're they're being told to do, whether it's their own decision or they're being forced by the government um, under the mandate. Uh, we're not sure. We haven't received much acknowledgement from the company, but we want to engage and elevate in the civil discussion with the leadership of the company and come up with a plan where we can work together um, to ensure the success of Southwest Airlines and all the employees' futures. Yeah, and, and you guys aren't advocating for, like, walkouts, right? If I understand that right, you're no, not advocating. You, you have some other solutions. What are they? Well, I think that safety is the number one priority, and I think we can work with the executives to develop a plan where we can succeed and have a safe work environment for all the employees while we continue to maintain the safest airline and the largest domestic carrier in the country. Yeah. Um, I think that we just have to be able to have a dialogue about these things and just to have a one-way discussion and just say, do what you're told without even acknowledging that there is another side to the argument, I think is detrimental. Yeah, that's uh, and that's one of those things that I know a lot of folks are wanting to get involved. I know, you know, I'm in the DFW area, you know, different folks are having various rallies and, you know, folks are getting together and they're and they're speaking out. And, and I don't know, you know, to what degree those are being effective. I, you know, I certainly encourage people to, to hold their rallies, hold their protests, whatever you want to call them, but to gather together and, and kind of have a consolidated voice of a lot of different people. Uh, you know, what is the best way? So primarily you guys are, you're focused mostly on people who are in the industry, right? That's correct. Yeah. We'd, we'd like to encompass the whole transportation industry. Yeah. And, and what is the best way for people in that industry to, how do they get involved? What do they need to do? They can get involved. Um, every airline has its own resistance group. If, if you want to even label it with such a negative connotation, but, um, <laughs> freedom flyers as a, the group itself, we Southwest Airlines Freedom Flyers, Southwest Freedom Flyers has uh, several thousand employees. We're the largest of, of all the groups combined. Um, but Freedom Flyers, you, they can search that. U.S. Freedom Flyers is another organization, um, and they can search that website and get involved that way. Give me the website one more time. USFreedomFlyers.org. USFreedomFlyers.org. Org. Tom, I appreciate it, man. Is it, you know, listen, we support you. We're thankful for you, thankful for what you're doing. Um, and, you know, I think in the long run, I'm optimistic. You know, you, you mentioned you don't even want to throw a, a negative term out there. I'm optimistic. I think freedom tends, tends to find a way, especially in America. Uh, and, and people, you know, with common sense, uh, when they speak up, it kind of blows on that house of cards that's built on bad logic and bad philosophy. And the, uh, and the fault line is exposed. So I'm wishing you the best. And, uh, how long how long have you been flying? Uh, I've been with uh, Southwest for a little over six years, and I flew for uh, corporate aviation for 11 years prior to that. That's awesome. Well, man, listen, I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate what you've done. And uh, a guy, you know, like myself, who before the craziness of the pandemic hit, I was flying, you know, at least 200,000 miles a year. Thanks for keeping us safe in wow. the air, man. And uh, You're welcome. It's our pleasure. We love doing it. Well, Tom Bogart... He's a pilot with Southwest and, uh, of course, Southwest Freedom Flyers. Check them out. Uh, Tom, thanks for coming on the show, man. All the best. We'll stay in touch, okay? 
Thank you, Chad. Appreciate your time. Thanks, brother. Hey, guys, before we go to break, Tag Pack is the premier monthly subscription box for military tactical prepper and Second Amendment enthusiasts. You know, we've got those constant attacks on our Second Amendment rights. It's more important than ever to stay equipped. Tag Pack's going to help you do that. Just $49.95 a month, get at least $100 worth of gear from different companies like 511, Sons of Liberty, Gunworks, Mission First, Ar- uh, Mission First Tactical, Armaspec, a whole lot more. They're going to send out those AR-15 parts we're talking about. Good, good stuff, by the way. they got the accessories, the tools, the knives, the EDC gear. Keep you ready when the poo hits the fan, and right now it's smearing all over the blades. Hey, the holidays are just around the corner, so you need to order now. Tag Pack makes the perfect gift. November's loaded with a machined AR part that you're going to want. Uh, it's got tons of tools, and uh, it's got a value of over $105. So uh, if you're really hardcore, really hardcore, sign up for the Tack Pack Plus, which has a value of $245 bucks for the November pack. Go to TACPAC.com. That's T-A-C-PAC.com. Use promo code C-H-A-D-I, spell it, Chad, at checkout. Receive a free extra bag of tactical goodies shipped out with your first pack. These are flying off the shelves, so get yours before they sell out. Go to TACPAC.com. Use promo code Chad. That's TACPAC.com, and we'll be right back. So I had to have a little extra time with you, Troy, because I needed the time to say to everybody, I told you so. <laughs> All right. And I know our audience, like they know, they get it, right? They, they see it, um, what's going on. But the end game, uh, this is going to get ugly. Like when you, when you have, you know, I ask people all the time, I said, do you know how many electric cars are out on the road in America? What percentage make up the, the population of vehicles on the road are, are those electric smart cars or whatever you want to call them? It's like 1.8%. Right. So we're bowing down, we're caving like Ford, Chevy, GM, all of them. They're making a, they're making a smart car now, right? And, and it drives me up the freaking wall when I get, I'm in a rental car and I'm in one of those big SUVs in some town and I go to an intersection and hit the red light and it just feels like it cuts off. Right. Like, I, I like that drives, because I'm afraid I'm going to call on the accelerator and it ain't going to happen. Exactly. I'll be sitting there in traffic. I get paranoid. When they did the Green New Deal, when they came out with this concept, I was like, this is something that a fifth grader would draw up with a crayon. Mm-hmm. AOC did. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, N- you, nobody's going to take this seriously. And now we got a $4 trillion infrastructure bill that they're trying to put, that they're pushing through. Right. That is built largely off of the concepts of the Green New Deal. Right. How long before we crash this whole thing? And it's just, and 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 in light of that, is there any hope of anything we can do to turn this trend? Yeah, I think the problem I see is that we have an uh, administration that's going to be here for three more years. Even if he's removed as president as being incompetent, even if Kamala Harris is next in line, we're going to control the House and Senate next November. I'm 100% confident after yep. seeing the current election results. But I think at the end of the day, we've got a drunk driver at the wheel full of a bunch of monkeys in the back seat pulling his strings. We have nothing to do except figure out how to batten down the hatches because we're in a tornado. We're going to get tumbled. Yeah. The downside of this is the majority of Americans are going to suffer tremendously because of this administration. The economy, I think we're in massive stagflation. I think we're headed to incredibly high inflation like the 1970s, followed by just flat or no growth. 
unemployment's coming. You're looking at foreclosure rates of 25, 30%. The data I pulled up yesterday is we're looking at 1.8 million homes are set up for foreclosure. Nobody's talking about it. Because why? Everybody has been sitting here on a 13-year bull run in the U.S. I talked to 45-year-old dentists who've not had a loss. Why? For 13, 14 years, they've never seen a downturn. So just because you haven't had a tornado doesn't mean you don't need a tornado shelter. Yeah, and you know, like I remember well, uh, 2008, 2009, and, and that period of time, you know, is it boom, and then it busted. And yeah. um, you know, I was in the I was in the um, manufacturing world. I was working for a Fortune 300 company, and I can remember just dealing across the board with all of these different companies out there, and they were just just tanking. And uh, and the housing, the foreclosures, just it was just insane. Everybody was losing everything. And, but now you, you like, you're right. Like 13, 14 years have gone by now. Correct. And it, we have such a short memory. And this is going to be far worse than that. I think it's going to be deep. The problem with this, that, that was created off a housing bubble, which again was right. led by the Democrats wanting to give everybody a house. This one is really deep because we've kind of played every ace in the hole. When you go to almost zero interest rates, when you go to $4 trillion in stimulus, when you allow inflation to go rampant, when you allow energy prices to go through the roof, what is the stop? What's the stopping point? The stopping point is a crash. And then once you knock, you know, it's kind of like cleaning out your garage. You start with the garage, you take everything out. You know, it's a disaster and you yeah. only put back what works. We're headed to that in the next 24 months. We're going to take everything out that didn't work. You know, unless you're an idiot in the last 24 to 36 months, you made 30 percent on your return in the stock market. Everybody's right. bragging. I made 33 percent. I'm like, I'm sorry. How'd you do so bad? It, <laughs> yeah. it was one of those deals where if every idiot can make 30 percent in the stock market, then the stock market doesn't have an arbitrage. It's a false market. My bull elephants, my deepest, richest clients started getting out of the stock market a year ago. They've been dumping real estate the last 12 months. They're moving to hard commodities because they believe at the end of the day, you got to wipe your butt and fill your car. Mm. So it's about common staple goods with the consumer right now. And they're really, really nervous. The wealthy people are really nervous. Not about taxes. They'll maneuver around that and do it legally. Yeah. What they're worried about is the fundamentals of the economy are falling apart. Oil and gas is going to do tremendously well. I tell everybody, I'm going to have to get a, a bunch of therapy money together. I'm going to feel so guilty with all the big checks I put in the bank, but I'll get over it. Because the fact is, what this administration has done is taken Trump's money train and derailed it, not just knocked it off the tracks. They put it in the ditch, they buried it, and now they're standing on top screaming, don't touch it or you're a racist. That's what, what, what they're doing. Yeah. Crazy world. Yep. Troy, thanks. I want you to come back, all right? You're I'd love to. Anytime. Love to. I'd love to. Thank anytime. you. Anytime. Um, and we'll set that up. Troy Eckerd. Uh, CEO, Eckerd Enterprises. Check him out. Hit the little duck, duck, go, or whatever you use. Uh, he's there, I promise. <laughs> All right, thanks for coming on. Thanks again, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Oh, the internet, it is just so chock full of uh, people that piss me off. It really is. Uh, listen, I'm a person, uh, and for, you know, I'm a person for whom telling jokes is a big part of his way he makes his living. Okay. I can assure you that very little frustrates me more than when sanctimonious people with something to prove to the world can't take a joke. What's wrong with you? But in this seemingly the golden age of the wearisome woke, it's gotten to the point where everything, everything offends somebody. And that means it just has to be taken away. Got to cancel it, right? And unfortunately, that censorious tendency doesn't always reside only on 
our side of things, right? It's, it's all over the place. There just seems to be this natural tendency among a certain percentage of the population that is, they're addicted to telling people to shut up. Whether it's a comedian like Dave Chappelle, whose jokes reach millions of eyeballs and ear holes, or a couple, this couple right here at Disney, who are wearing funny shirts, right? They, they might just be seen by a couple hundred people as they're walking through the park. Doesn't matter. They got to go. They got to be canceled. So now the material in question, if you see this picture, the guy's wearing a shirt that says, I gave her the D. And the woman was wearing a shirt that said, I wanted the D. And the D in question is the stylized uppercase D that we all recognize as the one that starts the word Disney, right? Now, the truth of the matter is this is controversial to both groups that normally want you to shut up uh, if something you say offends them. Some people, some people point out that it might be difficult to explain that those shirts mean what they mean to your kids. And you are, after all, at Disney. Okay, so hopefully you're there with your kids. I, I don't know. Maybe you've got a weird restraining order from the Chuck E. Cheese and you're just that kind of person. Listen, but if not, you've either got a weird fetish for long lines or something creepier. And anyway, the point is, I can only assume that the people making this point must be on the right because the left has absolutely no credibility left when it comes to worrying about what sexual things your kids might be absorbing. Uh, drag time story hour comes immediately to mind. And I get it. You're a parent. You don't want to have to explain to little Johnny that giving mama the D doesn't necessarily mean spending a day with Mickey and Donald Duck. But on the other hand, can we all be honest with ourselves for just a moment here? The shirts are kind of funny. And if you think in a world that we inhabit right now, that uh, you're never going to have to tell your kids that they'll have to learn about something when they're a little older. Though You're wrong, my friend. Listen, after all, what are you telling them? Let's go, Brandon. What do you think that means? Let's go, Brandon. As for anyone on the left getting mad about this, I have a very calm, cool, collected answer to whatever suggestion uh, you leave. Shut the hell up. Okay, you got a lot bigger fish to fry in the morality skillet before you get around to people wearing random uh, T-shirts with a double entendre. You can come back and yell about it when you figure out who can menstruate and who can't. Folks, it boils down to this. A joke is a joke. A joke is a joke. Is it sometimes crass? Yes. For me, that's even funnier. Is it sometimes less funny than it's worth? Yes. But listen, we've gotten into the habit of thinking too much the way the left thinks. Freedom of speech means... Freedom for someone to say, or in this case, wear things that you don't necessarily like. End of story. If it doesn't extend to anyone or any content except that which we approve, we end up being no better than the kooks we argue with all the time. So just sit back, folks. All right? Unwind, unwind your underwear. You know, untwist your nuts just a little bit and try to enjoy life a little bit more. It's a joke. She wanted the D. I gave her the D. <laughs> People are losing their freaking minds. Because, like, if you go to Disney World and you're walking around reading people's T-shirts, you're doing Disney World wrong. There's other things to see there. Fans call on Disney to ban raunchy shirts from parks after the viral post. I mean, shut up. Yeah, they posted a picture of the, fan, of the couple wearing matching shirts. <laughs> you can get them on Etsy, get them on Amazon, shit. You might get them at watchchad.com. We'll see. Maybe by the weekend. Uh, <laughs> uh, my gosh. D is for discomfort. Kind of tacky to bring to a theme park. It's hilarious. I mean, it's kind of like the modern day I'm with stupid. <laughs> you know? Or shit happens. Remember, remember, you remember that bumper sticker? Golly. 
The Post reached out to Disney World and Disneyland for comment, but have yet to hear back. This is a real article about people who wore funny t-shirts to the park. But both parks do state on their websites that they have the right to refuse entry or to remove any guest wearing inappropriate attire. It wasn't a... It wasn't... He doesn't have a strap on. My God. I mean, people are like, really? You're going to sit down and write a review or email a theme park because somebody walked through. When you're out there shouting, let's go, Brandon, again, what do you think that means? It stands for fuck Joe Biden. Explain that to your kids. <laughs> I mean, we got kids. People send me pictures. They got it. We got our let's go, Brandon hoodies and T-shirts and all that stuff. Got people wearing them. She wanted the D. I mean, hey, truth is the truth. She wanted it. I gave it to her. <laughs> I like what uh, what's our friend Lisa tells her kids about FJB. Yeah. Follow Jesus, babe. Follow Jesus, baby. Wow. Wow. Oh, man. People are so sanctimonious. I mean, truly, truly. I don't want to have to explain this to my kids. Your kid ain't worried. Your kid's not worried about somebody's T-shirt. <sighs> puritanical victorian I, I get it we all want to go back to a gilded age right I, like yeah i do believe in traditional values i do but i'm not going to lose sleep over a t-shirt i'm going to come on my show and make fun of you for having for being bothered by the t-shirt like that to me is fun yeah and then i'll sell the t-shirt i mean we've got we got a whole line of shirts in hats beanies now 1776 bitches and people are like, why would you say bitches? I can't believe you would hurt my Because we want to. We think it's fun. We think it's funny. Period. You don't like it. Humor is subjective, folks. It's subjective. Uh, you don't get it. You don't like it. Like my, my mother, she hates. I got a chapter in the book. I think it's like a third or fourth chapter. What if God was woke and had all these pronouns like he had listed and stuff like that and you know, Satan was wearing the MAGA hat and, and God had, you know, multicolored flags on the stairway to heaven, you know, rainbow flags. My mom's like, I don't get that chapter. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry about it, mom. Don't worry about it. It's not for you. She's like, I just don't understand it. And I'm like, mom, don't worry about it. It's like, what if God, what do you mean is God woke? <laughs> don't worry about it. Humor is subjective. Not for you, baby. Not for you, mama. Oh my gosh. Have mercy. Um, I mean, you got, look, you got, I mean, we don't even have time for the video, but you got that nurse that got escorted out of the hospital after her religious exemption was denied. I play it. Is it long? Play it. Here's a nurse. Not all heroes wear capes, right? Her religious exemption for not getting the blah, blah was denied. Thank you. And boom. I am being escorted out of Kaiser Permanente Hospital for um, my religious beliefs because I don't want to get the jab. And um, I asked all day for someone to explain to me why my sincerely held religious beliefs are not good enough for Kaiser. And no one was able to do that for me. Bye. So now they're escorting me out because I wanted an answer and I'm not leaving without an answer and I have some nurses here who are standing with me in solidarity and I appreciate that and I just want all of you to count the cost I want you to watch this and think what really matters to me because I am willing to lose my safety and security 
my house, everything for my freedom. And I want you to think about that. There you go. I mean, that right there is what you get offended about. That, that's offensive. That right there is offensive. But no, we're, we're all blown up over everything from, you know, people making jokes, Dave Chappelle, genders, pronouns, misidentifying, whatever. Hey, my God, that's offensive to me. Whew, you know what? I'm in a joyous mood headed into the weekend. Give me a TikTok, baby. I feel good about yourself. Whoa. Go out Whoa. in New York City in lingerie, black lipstick, in 60 degree you weather. Amazing. Thank you so much. All right. What was I saying? All right. She just popped out there in the uh, New York City in her lingerie. She's kind of better, one gust to win, and a booby going to pop out right there. All right. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, she's got her black lipstick on. Like, I don't care. Like, get your freak on. I don't, like, just whatever. Walk around in your underwear. Like, I don't, like, at, at this stage in the game, are we even shocked anymore with, with what people do? Um, I mean, somebody, somebody loses their jobs. A professional, you know, a healthcare professional loses their job, gets escorted out for not wanting to have her body violated medically. Um, all of the training, you know, they're a professional. They take care of people. Uh, we claim to need them. And, and, like, people are just like, oh, my God, they're public enemy number one. But you know what? We live in a lazy society. Like, we reward people who want to go out in public in their lingerie or in their pajamas and don't even have the decency to put shoes on and just go out there and just be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to let my fat titties hang out in the street. And you know, we, like, we reward that. Like, we're like, oh, so much courage. Like, somebody just said that to her, like, as she was walking down the street. Oh, my God, you look so good. Thank you very much. Now, what was I saying? So you don't even know what you were saying because you're so damn empty-headed. But, like, we're, we're going to penalize people who work their asses off to wipe your whatever when you're in a hospital we're going to penalize those people who've spent their hard-earned money gone to school taken the time learned a discipline to care for other human beings but we're going to this is the kind of you see how it's flip-flopped i'm like it's just we've got an inverted society we've got a weird sense of what we honor and what we protect and what we you know it's that's a participation trophy uh society that we're living in we just we just give people accolades for nothing for nothing because, oh, you were so brave. Why? You know, Zachary Wilmore gets a- awarded the homecoming queen. A dude named Zachary gets awarded homecoming queen last week. And we're like, oh, so brave. For doing what? For doing what? Wearing a ball gown? I mean, I, you know, that's, listen, whoopee doo. But yet we got heroes, real heroes out there. You know, 26 firehouses in New York are shut down. Same street she's walking. It's 26 firehouses are shut down. You know why? Because they can't get the firefighters to work because they can't get, they're not going to get the blah, blah. L.A. County. I mean, what, you, we talked about the sheriff who, you know, he's not going to enforce the mandate because he's going to lose 40% of law enforcement, lose 40% of his officers with this thing. We're rewarding really bad behavior, and we've misplaced the things of value, folks. We got to stop this. Please, for the love of God, teach your kids the difference. Teach them. Get those young, impressionable minds. Teach them that we do need people out there that are heroes among us, that, that do noble things. Walking around the streets in your underwear ain't one of them, okay? They're not heroes. Uh, we'll be right back. 
folks i hope you have a great weekend i really do um come check me out lubbock at the uh, buddy holly uh tomorrow night friday night you get information watch chad.com got a pretty cool new sweater too chadonblaze.com has some fun stuff but if you get searching around we got the new uh let's go brandon christmas sweater uh you can find that and that's on one of the collections i'm not sure search around on blaze media there and look at some of the collections that's not on chadonblaze.com but go start there Find some stuff and check it out. Uh, look at him. I'm about to. I like that sweater. Uh, hey, here's a rating and a review from one of our faithful listeners and viewers. Uh, go to our podcast or offer. Leave us those five stars. It's the best that you could do, and it's certainly what we deserve. C Meyer one seventeen Lone Star Patriot. This episode made me throw up. My kids are homeschooled, and you are correct. Get your kids out of public schools. These teachers and school admins need to be arrested, but they won't be. The system is broken. And the level of immorality in government institutions is off the charts. Prather 22. Lots of exclamation points. I have to agree with you right there. Hey, do me a favor. Go to prather2022.com. Leave yourself a little uh, donation. Uh, write that sucker off. And also, you can print off. Huge favor. You can go there and print off the petitions sheet that helps me get on the ballot. Now, I can pay thousands of dollars to get on the ballot in Texas. But I'd like to actually have signatures. So print off the ballot. We've even got a place where you can mail it back in, send it around to your family and friends, spend the weekend getting some ballot pages, uh, and make sure they're legible, please. Fill them out, mail them back to us. Let's get me on the ballot. Uh, I love y'all. God bless you. Have a great weekend. And uh, we couldn't be here if it wasn't for y'all. For Mark and Chris and me, thanks to those guys. Love you. God bless you. Bye. (laughs) 